Welcome to Seen and Heard in Edmonton, a podcast about bloggers and podcasters in the capital city of Alberta. I'm your host, Karen Unland, and today I'm talking to Dan Taylor and Ben Prue, the hosts of the 30-Minute Week, a podcast that takes nonsense out of the news, puts nonsense into the news, and then along the way they win awards in addition to uh, delighting me. Thanks for talking to me today. No problem. This episode is brought to you by CKUA Radio, which is in the middle of another great season of Trans-Canada Music West, a podcast that explores the best live music Western Canada has to offer. And you'll hear more about that from host Grant Stovall later in the show. All right, guys. Hi. Thank, hi. Thank you for uh, for letting me come and um, crisscross with your podcast. So yeah. I'm going to be on yours and you're, you're going to be on mine. In, in our beautiful studio. Yeah. In our it's beautiful awesome. panel wall studio. So I always begin by asking uh, my guests how they describe what they do. So how do you describe 30 Minute Week? Well, I mean, I think the tagline works. We attempt to uh, put some nonsense into the news and take some nonsense out of the news. I think that uh, we're both comics. That's how we became friends. But but we're also people that like to think about things and find ourselves staring at the world being very confused. So uh, I think it was we. These were the kinds of conversations that we were having anyway. So we we're like, why not throw a microphone on? And I think that we're, what we're trying to do is just see like, okay, what in the midst of all of this noise that exists as news, what is the real stuff that matters and actually affects our lives? And and. Uh, yeah, and also uh, the r- other regular dynamic is that Ben gets angry about things, and I try and talk <laughs> him off the ledge. Basically, I mean, the world sucks right now. Right. There's a lot of junk in the world, and so we have fun with it. I mean, we talk about stuff that matters, and sometimes we have serious conversations, but it's nice for us as comics, our main defense mechanism against the world is to make fun of things and, and to laugh at the world. And uh, I think it's a much more interesting way to listen to the news than to watch Fox News right. where you're laughing for the wrong reasons. <laughs> you know I mean? like, it so works for us. We have, I, I like doing it. We have fun. Yeah. And, and we're not exactly breaking new ground either. You know, like there is a, there is a pattern of this kind of stuff that people are into. So yeah, that's uh, we're, we're sort of like trying to jump on the train of like other more competent comedians like John Stewart and John Oliver <laughs> in this hour as 22 minutes with our own level of like surprising incompetence, but local flair. That's what I'm all about is local flair. Um, you mentioned that you're comedians and there's a, there are a lot of comedians who are making podcasts. And so some of them are guys in a room riffing about... Mm-hmm anything right and I almost get the feeling that it's working on material but letting us listen in on it or maybe something else you guys chose something with a little bit more structure a little bit more seriousness because you're talking about the news every week so why did you choose that format Uh, I think for us it was just what interested us I mean Dan and I would have these conversations off microphone before or after we did shows together anyway and so it just kind of fit well that this would be what we talked about um you know, for the for the the shows where comics do just go back and forth, it's not necessarily them writing material. I don't think it's just them riffing, and then they'll find material in that. Whereas for Dan and I, both of us talk about politics on stage or what's going on in the news, and so it's similar for us. I mean, I've said stuff on the podcast that eventually I'll say as a one liner as part of a bigger bit on stage and stuff like that. So it's it's kind of the same thing. Our minds are always on that kind of stuff. I also think I like the discipline of having a topic. 
You right. know, like I like having something that I know that we're going to be talking about as opposed to I feel like if I don't have that kind of structure, then I just get kind of lost in the openness of it. I like uh, boundaries a little bit because I feel like it actually just sharpens my thinking. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's part of it. Yeah. Creativity happens within parameters. Often. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that the, uh, you know, I think that some of the podcasts that I love are when they're just kind of off the rails, but, um, I also like a little bit of focus where it's like, okay. And I think that that just gives me uh, and it forces me to pay attention to the news a little bit closer. Cause I know that I'm going to have to talk about it, but also Donald Trump and stories like that have inherent humor to them. Right. So we're going to talk about it and it is going to be fun because I can't not talk about Donald Trump. Right. Yeah. It's just too great. <laughs> well, and we, we are children, like David Cameron's uh, affiliations with a pig. Like, yes. we're going to spend we're going to spend forty five <laughs> minutes talking about. Pig I'll fellatio. link to it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to spend forty five minutes talking about pig fellatio because we're children, and how can you not? <laughs> you know? You've been doing this for a year. So, what do you think you've learned over a year? We should have learned something. <laughs> We we should have learned something over the course of a year. I think I've learned more about Dan than anything uh, and stuff that I didn't even want to know. Just (laughs) personal life and nothing good. Um, I think we've become less structured over time, which was important. Because when we started, it was very much, we have, what was it, five or six topics? And we were giving them each five minutes, like on a clock. Like We modeled it after sports. Right. Because we're both avid sports watchers. And so we would watch Sportsnet and they would have like those countdowns where, okay, you get two minutes to talk about this, bell rings, doesn't matter if you're done, we're moving on. That was our original idea with the news. And then we realized it doesn't work as well with the news because there's so much that you have to talk about um, and more that we wanted to say. So we strayed from that. Well, and I think especially to have the conversation, kinds of conversations that we wanted to have about the news because it's, it's easy to just to cover headlines and kind of hot takes. But I think... One of the, I think one of the things that we do best where we excel is when we start to get underneath things and start to talk about emotional reactions and, 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 and try and just analyze not just how the, the news is impacting us on a, on a personal level. Like, cause I think that that's sometimes the things that's divorced is like we hear, you know, uh, I, I just remember one story that happened in the last year was the Charlie Hebdo, uh, massacre, which we felt personally because, um, we're comedians, you know? So, so we start analyzing that from like, how does this impact us? Does this make us more fearful? One that impacted me emotionally was the the massacre in Charleston, you know, just because it, it happened in a church. That was, um, so I think that that's when we become most interesting is we when we start to actually look at like, okay, there's massive global events that are happening. How do they impact our hearts, you know? And, and uh, I think that that's the one thing that we can bring to the table. It's a little bit different. Yeah, I, I'd say that's true. But along with that, I think podcasts have changed things because we used to be, a, and I still think we are in many ways, it's a very soundbite-oriented society right now where people want their five second splash and then that gets aired on the news or whatever it might be but because of podcasts now and because of shows like uh like john oliver's last week tonight as opposed to the daily show people are more accepting of these longer more in-depth conversations and and that's the stuff that we want to have anyway yeah so it just kind of fits in what to what we want to do i think that's a really smart point about we, we have this sort of stereotype of the short attention span right now. And I think people have a short attention span for boring things, but if they're deeply, like I noticed my kids, if they are deeply interested in something, 
they're gone for three hours. Like yeah. it doesn't matter how polished it is. They will, my son will watch YouTube video guys riff yeah. forever. Yeah. If it's something that they care about. And I think that that's, uh, I think that that's something the podcasts can play into because we can, we can devote 25 minutes to talking about something. And, and thankfully we found a group of people that appear to be interested in in it, and and yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> there are yeah, but they're out there, so that's fun. There's lots of them out there because you guys got uh, voted as the best podcast in View Weekly's annual Best of Edmonton. What? Yeah, there's part of me that still thinks that Ben's mom just voted a lot. No, no, no. my mom would not listen to our garbage. <laughs> that's not. She's better than that, Dan. Come on. There's part of me that just found that very hard, that still finds that very difficult to believe. But yeah, it was, it's a, it's an honor. And I mean, it's, a, you know, it is, you know, podcasting is such a new medium. And I mean, obviously, I think that if people were able to vote for Serial, that probably wins. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, but but certainly it's, it's a nice thing, especially when you're talking about really great podcasts like the, that we know personally, like Movie Jerks and and, uh, you know, the the Pod Marchant Toddcast which is a hockey one that I like. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I like some of the podcasts that, like, there's podcasts, uh, like, the worst podcast ever, yeah. which is on our podcast Northern, network. Northern Content yeah, Northern Not Content Network with Alex Fortin and Dan Clark. It's a great podcast. Right. But it pulls in a different audience. Yeah. Right? They're an audience who's just looking for comedy or just, you know, whatever, something that they can listen to and have fun. Whereas for us, we're able to pull in the audience from the comedy side and the news side and the political side, which kind of gives us a, a broader spectrum as well. So when I get to the Northern Content Network in a second, but just before I ask you about that, um, how much overlap or crossover do you think there is between your podcast audience and your club audience when you're performing? I have no idea. We honestly have done a really terrible job yeah. of figuring out who our audience was because in all honesty, and I, okay, so um, I was on Lars Calio's radio show on CJSR. He had a bunch of podcasters on. He had Taylor Chadwick and he had me and he had Alex and and uh, and Dave Ray. And we were all from uh, the, the Devil's Advocate, uh, the late great Devil's Advocate. Um, but um but and he was just asking everybody what their numbers were, how many of the and at that time, which was after we'd won the View Weekly contest, I hadn't paid the extra money to see her oh. statistics. <laughs> so I was just like, I have no idea how many people are listening. We know now, but like we've done a terrible job of just trying to figure out so of who's listening. And we have a bizarre number of listeners. We have like fifty people who seem to listen from California. Wow. You know, it's 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 really broad and, and eclectic. So I don't know where it comes from. Yeah, but I think uh, I think us not caring is part of the charm, Because <laughs> right? like that's a we don't do this because we want to build a business out of it. Right. We do it because we're comedians, and this is another outlet for us to have fun. Dan and I would be having these conversations anyway. It's just that now we're shoving a microphones into our faces to do it. Right. right? I think it's the same thing. We're against making money. You know? No. <laughs> if, if any of that stamps.com money is rolling down the pike, we'll take some of that. Um, but yeah, that's or, or free underwear. I'm trying to remember the other podcast. Me undies. Me undies. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's that's really, yeah, we're terrible business people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the Northern Content Network because I don't know that might be closer to uh, at least building a cross-promotional platform for a lot of these. Mm -hmm. So where did that come from? Uh, that was actually uh, originated by Dan Clark, who it was his idea to begin with. And then he brought in Dan Taylor and I and Alex Fortin. 
And uh, we just figured it was a good way to to kind of showcase ourselves, but also showcase the comedy community. And then we've since expanded towards non-comedy podcasts as well, some that we find more interesting. But it was just a way of saying, look, there's all these cool podcasts and, and we're starting to get video up there and whatnot. And it's just kind of a way to, to promote each other mm-hmm. and, and to broaden our own audiences as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think that there's strength in numbers. Um, one, where you can cross-pollinate audiences, and I think that that's happening. But the other thing is that, for some reason, there seems to be more credibility when we can say we're a part of the Northern Content Network. Even a festival, if we were like, oh, well, we want to go do, we want to have a Northern Content Network night as part of a as part of a festival that happens in Edmonton. That seems to have a little bit more credibility than just like, hey, we want to have a live 30-minute week podcast where people are like, what? Who? Why? Why do we care about this thing? What is this? They would be saying that for the Northern Content Network, too. It's just it adds more to it. There's more of us involved. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's, there's they can at least get five people there. <laughs> I, I did some traveling last year for comedy, and I was in Los Angeles, and I was in Toronto, and I was in... And, and what I found fascinating was that peop, there was a lot of talk about people about how to market their thing, and not a lot of talk about people making their thing. And I feel like one of the things I love about Edmonton is people talk about making their thing more than marketing their thing, um, which is really great because I love being, I'd rather be around makers than marketers. Right. But um, I do think that we got need to get better at marketing our thing too. And I think <laughs> that that's something that Dan Clark is trying to pull us down the road on. So. It's this weird thing. And sometimes we've done stuff where we're like, oh, we're going to do this and it just never happens. But that's also because we're lazy comedians and <laughs> Sometimes we just want to drink. That's That'll happen too. Um, but Edmonton specifically, and all of Alberta really, uh, in the comedy world is doing so much. And people don't really know about it because we suck at telling people about it. That's all it comes down to. But this ecosystem of podcasting is actually a really good way of mm-hmm. getting a, that across. And like, I'm not some, I'm, I'm never going to come to your show. I just don't go out. At night. Okay, I'm, I'm not done your here. Tar- but, uh. I, I, don't, I don't go to see Ben either. So. <laughs> I don't even watch me. But I love the window into the world, and I and comedians talking to comedians, you get deeper on each other than mm-hmm. I think, nor than you might otherwise be, because you know the life, right? And so you can yeah. ask each other questions, and it's almost like a little bit of anthropology that I get to do when I listen in, because I can see, oh man, and you say you're lazy, but man, you gotta hustle so hard to do this. We work, we do work hard. Yeah. But- <laughs> We, I mean, for me, it's my full-time job, right? So I have to work hard or I don't pay my bills and then I live on the street. Right. And that's a very real possibility. So that scares me into working every month. Um, but at the same time, I mean, we, we go into each other because we work together too. We know each other. And it isn't the easiest life. And most comedians are psychopathic or, or messed up in one way or another. We're horribly damaged, <laughs> right? And so as much as... We can go deep into conversation with each other. We can also tear into each other and not get hurt by it because we know, hey, that guy's messed up too. So whatever, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, that, that's the the way the comedians show affection for each other is by just being horribly, horribly mean to each other. That's and that's a pretty much a constant across the community. Um, and I think that yeah, I think that that's a that, that's a big part of it is just being. Um, recognizing the world from which we come uh, is one of the ways that we can just, yeah. The other thing is that being the nature of a stand-up comic is to be analytical. Like you kind of have to be. So, um, 
to so then when you're around other analytical people then the, the conversations just start to flow out of that and you add in a little bit of improv flavor where it's like okay yes and and let's just follow this where it goes then all of a sudden we're not afraid of having deeply personal conversations about why we're scared of you know the the possibility of the upcoming government or or or, or how deeply attracted we are to Ian Hannah Manson although that might be <laughs> that might be just me i mean but he's an incredibly beautiful man and i don't and and i'm comfortable saying that cuz i know that as much as ben thinks that that's a strange thing he's not going to like judge me as a human being because i i have a a, a crush on Ian Hannah Manson <laughs> yeah but you have a crush on Ian Hannah Manson and one of the girls from full house like you're Across the board, just weird. <laughs> Candace Cameron Bure like oh, does man. look like my wife, okay. so that that's fair. <laughs> Ian Hannah Mansing looks nothing like my wife, <laughs> and he looks nothing like you because uh, you look like you. Um, no, it's a it's a different life, but at the same time, because of what we do on stage every single night, we also learn to not censor our like. I, if somebody doesn't agree with my opinion, I don't care. Right. They're allowed to not agree with my opinion. I disagree with most of what most people say. Right? So it kind of opens us up to say whatever we want because there's no holding back. There's nothing saying, oh, I shouldn't say this because so-and-so might not like it. Right. I don't care if they like it. Yeah. Is it a different dynamic, though, on the if you don't like it, don't come sort of way of thinking when it's a podcast instead of when it's in the club, right? Like if I went to see you in the club, I'd pay to see you. I'd be doing it on purpose. And um, I, would, I would know what I was expecting, right? If I say 30-minute week, that's about news, and I turn it on and then I hear pig fellatio, for example. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you get complaints? Do people say, "Whoa, I didn't want to hear that"? No, the I, I mean the the podcast seem the podcast medium seems to be populated by people who are well aware that if they don't like something, they can just turn it off. Yeah, I, like I haven't heard too many podcasters who seem to have that trouble of of complaints about the content on the podcast because it is it's a free show. Yeah. That, that you don't have to participate in any longer than you want. In some ways, I feel worse if people have paid money to come see me at a show and then they're like, oh, this was, I wanted more funny faces and you don't do any funny faces. Yeah. And, uh, and then I'm kind of like, oh, I'm really, I do honestly feel badly that it's just like, I can't give you what you want. And now your night out is kind of ruined, you know, yeah. whereas with the podcast, it's like, just stop and go listen to something else. You know, like you can like, please back out anytime you want. No one is forcing you to be <laughs> the, the, the drawback and the beauty of podcasts is that there are so many of them that like you can pull whatever you can find something that's directly geared towards your taste um but the drawback to that is it's very difficult to like get through the noise and find an audience when there's just so much to wade through so um yeah so yeah it's like if you if you need to find the a crocheting podcast that's going to appeal to you more then like go find that crocheting podcast please it's yeah. like go nuts there's probably like 50 life is, <laughs> life is too short to listen to us when you would rather be talking about crocheting three quick questions and and then we'll take a break and then I'll come back and ask you for some recommendations. So, Dan, you are also a pastor. Yeah. So how do you straddle those worlds of comedy? You probably, this is probably the question you get asked the most, yeah. but it's so interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, it is. It's less, I wish, in some ways, because I'm in it, 
I don't really know how I do it. Like other people tell me that it's the, that it sounds difficult and I get why it sounds difficult. But I think part of it is like my congregation is, um, is a reasonably small congregation. Um, but they, they just give me room to, to do what I do, you know? And, um, and because I was here for a while before I started doing comedy, seriously they they just gave me room to go and 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 uh and they see they kind of see it as this is part of who i am and it's part of the total package so um and then i've never like i always had a life outside church circles like i was a doorman i was a uh, you know as a bartender i did lots of different things and so it's quite natural for me to exist in that world as well so um i i, I just find that like if you let if you if you're just who you are as best as you can be who you are, um, then both sides end up being accepting of it. Then um, Ben, you're also an actor as well as being a stand-up comedian. We're talking about the sort of extra attention you got for being in the Revenant. Yeah. Do you think acting is something that you would like to do more? Do you really like stand-up? Could there be um, a future for you as a podcaster, broadcaster, something? I I enjoy acting. But I enjoy acting as this is kind of a change. This is something different that I'm doing. I mean, I've done uh, some TV show. Like I did Heartland and Fargo and Hell on Wheels. And I did The Revenant and stuff like that. But that all like, it just kind of happened. I didn't actively, which this is going to make actors mad who have been trying to break into it for years. But I didn't actively pursue it. I have one leg and I know how to do comedy. And a lot of times people phone me and they go, hey, we need somebody who can kind of act and has one leg. And so I just kind of fall into it. Um, I enjoy it. I would love to do more uh, depending on the scale or or what the project is. Because The the Revenant, for example, I was down there for three months and it's a very serious, intense movie. And we were working such long days without a break ever that I only – I think I went on stage like once that entire time and I was losing it because I can't be in that serious of an environment (laughs) for that long. It just doesn't work with my brain. I was going crazy um, and smoking and drinking way too much. So it it needs to be a balance, but I still, comedy is still my main focus. And it's what, if like, if I could just do comedy forever, I'd be happy. So what's next for 30 minute week? Oh, that's a, that's a question that we should have asked ourselves at some point. (laughs) That's... (laughs) like a leadership coaching seminar <laughs> you're like so what do you guys want to do with your life yeah. um w- make more shows i mean we have ideas for we'd like to do i'd like to do more live shows i think that that's kind of the the natural outgrowth uh, i'd like to do more of that because i think that that's a lot of fun i mean ideally like and ben and i have sort of talked about this i think that there's room for a 30 minute week like show on television you know, like I don't think that there's any reason why a show like this couldn't exist on television, where we would supplement our regular nonsense with with guests who are also funny and or informed or hopefully both. Um, but I mean, what are, realistically, what are the chances of that happening? I don't know. I mean, that's you know, that would take somebody having the the ambition to like I don't know hire a film crew and maybe like demonstrate it first. But um, that's definitely. I, I mean, ideally for the thirty minute week, I think that that would be a cool thing for us to do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break, and when we come back, we're going to hear about the local podcasts and or blogs that Ben and Dan recommend. 
This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by CKUA Radio, which has a new season of the Trans-Canada Music West podcast. And joining me today is CKUA morning man Grant Stovall, who also hosts the Trans-Canada Music West podcast. Welcome. Hey. The show already brings lots of us to a venue we couldn't get to, and then we get to go behind the curtain even further with you. It's nice. Yeah, it's really fun. And sometimes the pairing of venue and artist is special too, like in the case of the Winnipeg band, The Perpetrators, who are a group that I've been a fan of for 15 years or whenever they started. Uh, And we recorded them uh, in Winnipeg last year. It just happened that their set, their showcase set that time around at Breakout West was at the Times Changed High and Lonesome Club, which is this amazing bar in downtown Winnipeg on Main Street. And that's their home bar. I mean, they literally formed the band in order to play that place and have played it literally hundreds of times. And so, like, this is a case of recording this great band in the place that they, you know, it's like they are tuned to the room. You know, it's like that room has shaped them. So the fact that we were able to roll tape on that performance, stuff like that is really special. And, you know, that kind of thing, that's really, really where the music lives, and, and, and it's exciting to get a chance to do that. You too can hear the best live music Western Canada has to offer. Just subscribe to Trans Canada Music West in iTunes, and you can also find it on CKUA's website at ckua.com. All right, we're back. Um, so tell me, you've mentioned some of them already, but tell me the local podcasts that you really like. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's the worst podcast ever. I mean, a lot of these are friends of ours who do them too, but they're, they're good podcasts. There's that one that I listen to consistently. There's one called uh, The Quick and Slow Comedy Show, um, which is, it's super unstructured. They just have random comedians or fun guests on and they just go. Um, and it's kind of talking about whatever, and there's four or five of them in there. It's a, it's a real mashup of anything, but it's fun. It's a good time. Um, yeah, I don't know. What, what other ones do you listen to? Um, worst podcast ever. I am a huge fan, and I wish it existed still, but I really enjoyed Dave Ray's The Devil's Advocate. Yeah. And those that those are kind of timeless, so go back and listen to them. Yeah. Like, the, he, There's a couple ones where uh, Dave Ray interviews uh, Stan Ostrowski <laughs> that I feel like that episode <laughs> is is one of I, – I, I, I'm saying this sincerely – one of the most amazing comedy things that was produced in Edmonton last year. And then uh, – I feel like Dave and I had a pretty good episode, and yeah, so, and then Dave and Drew had a great episode where Drew <laughs> would, after the entire concept of Dave Ray's podcast, I thought that was pretty great, and I and I do like Adam Dick and Jesse Allen's um, uh, the Todd Marchant podcast. <laughs> that always makes me that that always makes me laugh. And then uh, Taylor Chadwick's got the Arts Podcast, which was a lot of fun to be on and a lot of fun to listen to. So it it just lets me in in a different world that I unfortunately don't have as much time. To, to be aware of as I'd like to. So those are a couple of them, yeah. Yeah, uh, with Dave Ray's Devil, The Devil's Advocate. Mm-hmm. I agree with you that it was, like, that That last one was, yeah. oh, was a great. work of genius, holy. Um, and I love the one with you, and it's because you guys were super funny, and you really made you laugh hard, and you have, like, the best laugh in podcasting in yeah. Edmonton, oh, I have to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need to get a job doing that. <laughs> But then after you'd had this kind of ersatz debate about whether it's good for your relatives to be dead or not, <laughs> then you got real, right? Yeah. And I, that was really moving. Thanks. I like that. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the things, I think that that's tonally something that we strive for on the, on the podcast as well is that 
one of the one of the difficulties about stand up is that it, it can be emotionally monotone, which is like you're just running, riding this one tone of anger, you're riding this one tone of of funny or silly all the time, and it is fun to be able to shift gears and go into like, okay, well, let's be sad for a little while. Let's let, let's explore what sad feels like and and sounds like, and and I think that that's one of the things that you can do in a podcast because we are multi, you know, we're not emotionally monotone. Tone. We're not one thing all the time. Ben is mostly angry, ninety-five percent. But honest, <laughs> I am legitimate. Like I'm not faking it. I'm actually just angry. Yeah. But but if you scrape that anger just a little bit, there's some sadness under there, and 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 some 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 insecurity, a little bit of fear, and and I think that that's the parts that are most interesting to get to. And sometimes you don't have the t- the time or the opportunity to get to, the, to them in a in a 15 minute set. Um, but when you're on a podcast for 30 minutes or however long it happens to take, you do get the opportunity to like dig into something else. That it's like okay, so what's and and that's when it's the most fun for me. And in some ways, the most cathartic as well so yeah no i enjoy those ones um where we can get a little bit deeper it's uh but it's a different type of thing because we i mean when we started we were actually holding to the 30 minute episodes and now we go for an hour it's no different than um coming to see me do shows where i'm on stage for an hour there's gonna be some deeper things in there and uh what we were lacking in that 30 minutes was giving ourselves times to really expand on things so I think we've sort of found a, an area of comfortability in that. Yeah, I, th- I think we're finding our stride, and I think that that's kind of what we want to go to next is, like, let's keep finding our stride. It's interesting to me, like, following the path, the the success path of podcasts, because there's some podcasts that are just really well produced, like the Gimlet things, and the, you know, they just take off right away. But there's other podcasts where it seems like they don't have kind of attention until like they're two years in. And I think that there's a beauty of this medium being so cheap is that we can just do this for two years, figuring it out until all of a sudden we get really good and then people start to notice it again. So, you know, I'm I got two years. (laughs) Ben, are you willing to give it to me for two years? (laughs) Yeah, if I live that long, that'd be cool. Um, I'd appreciate that. No, we just kind of, I mean, we've built up a pretty strong audience in a year is not long. It's a relatively short amount of time to have built up the audience that we have. Um, so I appreciate them. And, uh, our goal is obviously to keep expanding that and growing the audience. Yeah. And and if we get bored with it, then we'll stop doing it. You know, like we're going to do it as long as it's interesting for us and convenient. And, and, uh, you know, so I think that the audience will be able to tell if we're bored and, um, you know, and then we'll, and then we'll go, and then we won't do it anymore. But right now we're still having a lot of fun doing it. So until such time as we're not, then, then you're stuck with us. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. So subscribe to 30 Minute Week in iTunes or visit 30minuteweek.podbean.com. One of those has a numeral. One of those is, has 30 spelled out. It'll be in the show notes. Uh, follow 30 Minute Week on Twitter. That's 30 Minute Week on Twitter. And you can find Ben on Twitter at ComedianBen underscore. Or yeah, that's a fail. Yeah, that, you need to fix that. Yeah, but I've been saying I need to fix that for like two years. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to offer Ben social media consulting, he's reachable <laughs> at, at ComedianBen underscore. Or at ComedianBen or ComedianBen.com is his um, website. Uh, you can follow Dan on Twitter at DanTaylorTalks, right? Mm-hmm. And you can tune into his sermons on iTunes too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Disciples yeah. Church Edmonton. So, Excellent. yeah, if you're into that. 
these links and all their recommendations will be in the show notes at seenandheardyeg.com. And if you subscribe to my newsletter, which is also at seenandheardyeg.com, you'll get complete coverage of Edmonton's blogs and podcasts. And the newsletter has bonus information in it about our podcasting meetups, which is where I first met Dan and Ben. And they happen every month at Variant Edition. I'll be back in a week. Thanks for listening.